Hello. And welcome to the, the Champagne, Champagne Room Secrets, Secrets Podcast. Podcast. I'm Candy. <laughs> I'm Jade. Your friendly neighborhood horse. You're going to have a small dick. Have a good personality. Sex work. Your wife Here, have a titty. Zarya is a little late logging on. I like got tired away from some surgery on an ingrown hair. Wait, is it that one you messaged me about? What was it last week? Like two weeks ago. Oh my God. I think it's fully out. I just, I it's like right by my crotch area. And I feel like it's just like, it makes me self-conscious that it looks maybe like a wart. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I got it out mostly. Oh my um, God. I'd like you to try to go one week without having like some weird fucking injury or health problem. Last night I was doing a lap dance and I slid down. I like slinked down the chair to get it like on my knees, kind of like putting my titties over the guy's crotch area. Yeah. And as I was sliding down, I just felt something like scratch my leg. And I was like, eh, and I looked down and it was like, you kind of see like a little blood. And I was like, oh, let me just finish the stance. And then afterwards I was like, oh, it looks like a, like a claw. Like I yeah. was just got clawed by like a demon. It's pretty deep. Um, and I put some antibiotic treatment on it and then put like a little bandaid on it and kept, kept working. <laughs> and I just look a little scrappy. Yeah. When you sent me the photo, that was like, it was bigger than I thought. Do you remember? I was going through my old pictures the other day. Do you remember when I got cut on the Clementine's stage and I go to the back and I, I saw the picture of, it. I looked yeah. down, there's yeah. like a gig, like two trails of blood down from my knee yeah. to my uh. shoes. And I was like, what it's, the fuck? <laughs> it's funny. Cause like we, and I'm sure you did this too. Cause we were like performers. You just just kept going like you're just like I'm bleeding but it, everything's fine and like oh, absolutely and I kind of made a joke after I was like all right I'm gonna go dress this wound be right back right <laughs> even though it hurt like it really hurt and then I put on this like a band-aid on top of it and I was talking to this guy and I was like he's like what happened there and I kind of told him I was like yeah I don't know I look a little scrappy now he's like it's cute and I made a joke <laughs> I was like yeah I look like an eight-year-old that fell off her bike and he goes yeah that's hot and I was like oh oh Wait, authorities? Uh -oh. authorities? Um, excuse me, authorities. <laughs> Let's get this guy's number. And then he's like, well, it's not like it's a little mermaid band-aid. And I was like, yeah, that would be Okay, that's weird that he said that. <laughs> that makes me think he's thought about this specific instance before. Right, because I, I made him feel where we're not, because he was like, yeah, that's hot. And I didn't give him the laugh. I just looked at him like. Oh, pedophilia. <laughs> Anyways, oh my god, I am so glad I am back. I was in the fucking Utah mountains for like four days, which is four days too many. And yeah, listen, here's the you thing: you enjoyed a Mormon retreat. You did a Mormon retreat, right? Oh my god. Well, it is Mount Zion. It was literally named by the Mormons. Like <laughs> it was like yeah. an indigenous land. <laughs> And the Mormons came in and they're like, mm, actually, I want to name it this. And you guys should learn our religion yeah. and then took it over. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super That's beautiful. Fun. I did go a horseback riding. That was like the um, highlight of the trip for sure. But other than that, it was just like, I'm like, oh, a cool, a rock. Anyways, um, can we get some drinks? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know. I'm just not, I know you and I are the same in that. <laughs> Every yeah, I have no sense of awe. Like the other I day, Ace was like, "Look, that's a little. That's bit. a beautiful sunset." And I just went, "Oh, cute!" And then I kept talking. He's like, "No, it's like really pretty." I'm like, "I know. That's that's all I can give you is go. Oh yeah, it's cute." And then keep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not my mom too. She stands by the ocean and she's like, "Oh my god, the ocean." And I'm like, "I'm good. Let's go." Like if I want drugs, sure. 
it was just a lot. I was getting back. I'm like, oh my God, phone service. We really I will just... say, um, I talked to a guy like every time I'm uh, like a guy from Utah comes into the club, I ask them about soaking. And it's yeah. been confirmed by a lot of people. Yes. Soaking is real. Soaking is real, you guys. Oh, wait, do you do you know how did you ask him about how it works? Because there was a new part of yeah. soaking that I didn't know. So I the thought it was on the bed? Just, yeah, I didn't know that part. Or shaking shaking the bed so the last time i because i've asked about soaking a lot and so uh, for people who don't know sex to the mormons means putting the dick into the vagina in and out right so they they're kind of saying like oh if you just put the dick in oh he told he told me another thing if you put the dick in and not move it then it's like not sex you're not breaking the religious law <laughs> or whatever and then they do have a buddy system where like you said someone shakes the bed sometimes yeah. someone jumps on the bed Sometimes someone is underneath the bed, pushing it up. So then there's kind of like that friction thing going. You know, I would rather be underneath the bed. I think that's like the way to go. It's a little leg workout for you down there. You're kind of doing your squat thrusts. Um, so he was like, yeah, soaking is real. Literally, every time a customer from Utah comes in, I ask them, soaking is yeah. real. The buddy system is also real. And then he said there was also, what is it, like lip chapstick or something like that? And I was like, what is that? And that's just rubbing the dick around the vagina lips stop it right now <laughs> you're joking me which like is kind of hot like before yeah. you put the right but, like that's it that's it oh, yeah that's crazy i mean these mormon kids are edging the heck out of their their own selves okay i kind of have maybe i like have i'm developing a relationship with someone who's like maybe a new regular and it's oh. the kind of perfect setup because he's never asked for my number he just comes in a lot and he only comes in on the weekdays because he thinks fridays and saturdays are like too crazy so it's kind of like great he comes in on like the slower nights and he's really nice i basically like talked to him for a while he likes to eat dinner and then we do a 30 and he tips pretty pretty good um and then i was talking to him and i was like oh that's a really nice watch i thought it was a really pretty watch and he's like oh i mean you of course it is and i was like what do you mean he's like it's a fucking rolex i looked it up <laughs> It's like it's like over thirty thousand dollars. Damn. Yeah, I think Rolexes start at like ten grand, like the beginner yeah. ones. And and he he's like a watch guy. He has um he showed me a picture of like all his watches that he keeps in like a vault at the bank. Wow. And he's like the one that he was wearing wasn't pure gold, so it was like not as expensive. But it was really I I, I genuinely didn't think I didn't realize it was a Rolex. Maybe after doing this for a long time, I'll start to pick them out and like target people but i was just like oh that's like a really nice color it was like green um but yeah anyway we we're in the 30 and he's really nice we're talking and then he's like <laughs> he's touching me like very softly you know like, like not super grabby which is nice and then he said something about like oh do you want to tell a secret that you can't tell anyone and i was like oh no sure i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> but, i'm, just, I'm not gonna tell anyone guess? Do you have a guess? Um, I'm really hoping he didn't like kill somebody for the Rolex. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> like I've had five different strippers come on me, and I was like, "What?" First of all, who told him the secret? Uh, that's not cool. And I was like, "No, no, no, that is not your secret. That is our secret." And I was like, "Oh, how do you know?" He's like, "Well, a few of them told me, and then the other ones I could really tell." 
And oh I was like, God. I believe him, obviously. You know what I mean? I didn't, I feel like he was expecting me to give him pushback and be like, no way. And he's like, because he was like telling me like, you know, they started shaking and all these things. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, obviously I believe him, but I was like five different strippers. And I was like, how could you tell? I was asking him questions. And then he's like, no. And a few of them told me about it. And he's like, so he was kind of like, don't enjoy it too much or something like that. And you're like, er? Listeners, I did not come on this guy, though. I didn't. That was basically it. I had a really good week, which I think I cursed my shift last night. because I was like, oh, I had a really good week. Like, it was like pretty solid all throughout. And then yesterday was like really fucking slow. Like, uh... didn't even make $200. But um, there was this one. <laughs> okay, maybe this is the episode where I just tell everybody's secrets. <laughs> I love <laughs> because it. I, I went up to this table and it was like, two guys and one looked kind of alternative-y you know he was wearing like these earrings and like long hair but like just like hipster alternative-y and I was talking to both I started talking to one of them and he seemed very like shy and kind of just like not interested and so the other one the one with the earrings we started a vibe and so we're I feel kind of bad while we're talking over the other guy and he says I'm kind of asking them I like I don't people get really weird sometimes and I'm like oh like what are you doing in bikini bottom and they're like uh uh like they're like trying not to tell you and it's like such an innocuous question and I was like oh like have you been here before kind of trying to get at what he was doing and he was being they were kind of joking around and sometimes guys like have these like jokes around like what they do or like they have an inside joke and they kind of make you feel like an asshole and you're like well I'm just asking questions because like it's right. like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you and he just kept saying like well yeah for work and then the other one said like oh he does accounting or something and they start laughing and I'm like what I like, I know you guys are like trolling me right now and I'm kind of getting annoyed but I'm like okay like just tell me and then he's like well it's kind of in my contract not to tell anyone so like I'm telling you and don't tell anyone and I'm like okay er, so I er? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad now because he was he ended up being a nice person um but he was traveling with the anastasia musical <gasps> and he's like in the orchestra he like plays an instrument why would he not be able to tell people that that's so weird because i was like wait why like he's like well i guess they all stay in the same place and there's like stalkers and i'm like these people are not that famous like it's not like you're traveling. the orchestra of a traveling musical like like the the broadway people right like the singers i mean like the actual actors sure broadway people are really talented or whatever but they're not like celebrities well sometimes people celebrity level folks do go back and start a musical theater but i don't think that's that's why i brought up hugh jackman yeah exactly like i didn't even realize anastasia was in town like to be honest I kind Did of you actually like to go see it? Yeah, that would have been really cool. I was going to ask <laughs> if you gave him a hard time because the best song in the movie isn't in the music. I movie. did. I fucking <laughs> did. I was like, hell uh, yeah. Rasputin. In the death of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I was just he was singing like, that this weekend because Billy Bob's never seen Anastasia. And I was like, it has oh, best music. Are you kidding me? Dude, Okay, not only did they cut out the best song, which is Rasputin's, like, evil song, he's also just, like, the best, weirdest, like, villain. And it's not a Disney movie, but, like, Disney-type, like, kids movie. Because he's, like, a a real figure. And he's also, like, already dead. And he keeps, like, his limbs keep falling apart. (laughs) Like, he's, like, literally a decaying corpse. Uh, And they just took it out. And it's, like, 
Well, that's like the one maybe historically accurate thing of the whole movie is Rasputin. <laughs> right. But I did give him a hard time for that. And he was like, yeah, I know. Like, it's a good song, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so weird that he was like being cagey about this. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go put it on Twitter right now. <laughs> anyway, and then I'm like, I'm talking. <laughs> I know. We just blast him. <laughs> and then I feel bad because like, okay, so... I'm vibing with him and I'm like, oh my God, we're nerding out. I'm like, I love musicals. Da, da, da. And so the friend gets up to go get a drink at the bar. And then I, I'm like, okay, here's my chance. I have him one on one. I'm like, hey, do you want to go do a lap? And he's like, oh, honey. I'm like, I'm like, not straight. <laughs> when you said, oh, like, honey, with your hands. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> I did that. I did yes. the hands. Um, and I was like, oh, oh, because actually they had even told the story because I always ask people how they met. I feel like it gets them talking. Yeah, And they were like, oh, we hooked up with the same woman at the same time, not knowing about it. And then they came together. So I was like, okay, well. Wait a second. The same woman, same time, not knowing yeah, about so, it. So basically the woman was based sleeping with both of them, kind of like cheating on them, right? Oh, I thought you meant like they were both having sex with her. One. Not at the same time. <laughs> not con- contemporaneously. <laughs> You're just like at an orgy of like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's like sometimes you just don't know. You know which bodies are what. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a hole, a hole, a hole. A hole is a hole is a hole. So he's like, "Oh, honey, I'm not straight." And I was like, "But you just talked about fucking a woman." Which, sure, I mean, people change their sexualities over time. But I was like, "Yeah, okay." And then the friend comes back, and I was like, "Well, you know, well, are like, are you bi?" And he goes like, "No, no, no." Like, I guess the friend didn't know. I kind of like outed him, and the friend starts laughing. He's like, "Are you bi?" And I was like. Oh. Uh, I was like, no. And he's like, he's going like that. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, we were just, she was just asked. Like, I felt really bad. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I don't, like, I don't know what to do now. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, and he's like, kind of like motioning me to cut it off. And I was like, uh, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I, like, do you want a lap dance? Like, to the friend. And he's like, no, he should get a lap dance with you. And he gives me 40 bucks. And he's like, take him, take him. And I look at the guy, like, do you want this lap dance? And he's like, yeah, like, let's just go to the side. So we go to the side and he's like, yeah, I'm actually like, identify as like non-binary, but my friend's like 10 years older and he's like not going to get it. So I just pretend to be straight. And I was like, oh, that like really sucks. And he's like, it's funny because he was saying that um, there's like not a lot of queer people in in the orchestra, which is kind of surprising to me. Like, oh. probably, I thought it was full of gays. You know, I would think that. like the probably the stage performers, I would imagine. Most yeah, or like costume people. I don't know. But I was kind of like, oh, and he's like, yeah, even when traveling, like um, they kind of put him like they dormed him with a guy because he's like a guy, you know, like he's like more guy presenting, but he doesn't identify as that. And he's like, you know, it would be like a whole thing if I identify as non-binary and they would have to put me in my own room. And I was like, I mean, dude, get your I'm not dude like that. But I was like, get your own room, you know? Is dude non is is dude dude is dude. Um, I call you, you know, dude. Right. I I would say I, I have met non-binary people that are fine with that. And I've met people that are not fine yeah. with that. Like one thing I always say is I go like girl. Like, but I say that to everybody, but there are yeah. some non-binary well, I call you people. Bro. Yeah, well, I right, exactly. and dude. So, yeah. so I don't think there's like uh it's not like a one size fits yeah, all thing. I think yeah. you just have to ask someone like, oh, can is that okay? Yeah. Or if you say it, or like, oh, I'm sorry, like I just say that, like, but I can, yeah. you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, I do have a hard time with finding a more gender neutral um like term of endearment kind of like that. You're just like, yeah. hey, you there you, <laughs> cutie pie. 
You, you honey pie. bun. <laughs> sugar, you. sugar cheeks. Sugar <laughs> butt. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I mean, this is me paraphrasing, but I was like, I mean, oh, oh my God, dude and bro are like so embedded into my vocabulary. That's crazy. Like, just get your own room. And, and they were like, no, like, oh, shit, this whole time I was using he pronouns. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, just okay. Just start using they. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, do you do you want the lap dance? They're like, yeah, just kind of like they were like, just do the least amount of effort. Just do the lap dance and like we'll like pretend to enjoy. But I felt so bad. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like your friend like I was trying to encourage them to come out to their friend, yeah. even though I like kind of almost really outed them. But I felt kind of bad. But they so were really they... sweet. Honestly, like they didn't give me that much money. So I didn't want to hang out like I did hang out for a lot longer than I probably should have, especially because I took Adderall. So I was like, I'll right. talk to you for a thousand years about Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's fun. They were doing for three years. That's so kind of crazy. Like, that sounds like a, I mean, sounds exhausting. And like, I don't think it pays super well. Um, uh, but it was just not. like really interesting to to see. It's just some the type of person that doesn't really walk into the strip club very often. Yeah, that is super interesting. I mean, you could have been like when his friend was like, wait, you're bi. And then you could have been like, no, he's not bi. No, no, he could be like, why don't he was going to buy a VIP room with me (laughs) because he's that into me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it make them prove themselves as a straight dude. (laughs) That's that's like blackmailing someone to giving you money. That's horrible. I would never never do that. They were sweet. Okay, we did want to talk about there's a strip club in North Hollywood, which I had driven by a couple times, and it looks kind of shitty, like, not to be rude, but... So it's at LA Star Garden. Star Garden, yeah. And so the strippers there started um, a strike. So like we've talked before, strippers in California are employees, so they are technically legally allowed to strike. And so they organized a strike. They striked for how many months? Does it say a fifteen-month battle between fifteen-month? Yeah, that's and so the dancers. Long. Yeah, okay, holy yeah. shit! Yes. More than a year. Wow. So I've been talking about unionizing strip clubs for a minute, um, because it does seem like, hey, strippers are treated like shit, especially there. There, the cleanliness of the club was bad. There was um, not a lot of safety in place. Like the women were being like manhandled, they, like security wanted to sip in, things like that. So they had like pretty legit concerns. So I've always said like strip clubs are just regular bar without strippers, right? Like we have like we literally all the power. Like if we don't show up, there is no business. And so finally, like these women, you know, had had enough. They organized a strike and they striked for 15 months and then finally passed. Like they be- they became unionized. I think this is amazing. I think it's like really interesting for in terms of like labor movement. But the thing that jumped out at me was that they became part of a union that represents actors. And that's yeah. the part that I was like, because, OK, I, I'm very pro strippers unionizing like our rights as workers. Like we can really wield a lot of power if as workers we come together and we can change how management treats us, the terms of our employment all those things it's a little bit harder outside of california because we're not employees and as an independent contractor your legal rights to unionizing like don't exist basically but i do think collective action is possible just hard to really organize something that's really interesting to me so seeing that was like really interesting and hopeful and then yeah it seemed like they became part of the actors 
equity association yeah i have the um the actors equity website up right now so this is from uh the Actors' Equity Association President Kate Schindel, she said, strippers are live entertainers, mm-hmm. and while some aspects of their job are unique, they have much in common with other equity members who dance for a living. In my conversations with them, these dancers reported consistent compensation issues, including significant wage theft, along with health and safety risks. They want health insurance and other benefits like workers' comp. They need protection for sexual harassment, blah, 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 blah. We applaud their efforts to seize collective power and unionize like so many others across the country who are fed up with a toxic workspace when they approached us for support we did what unions should we said yes yeah and i love everything about that it's just a part where it's like they're basically saying and this is also from the from kate schindel the actors equity association president they're essentially performance artists there's right. this like harping on the performance artist's aspect which i understand because they kind of need to harp on that in order for strippers to like qualify under their umbrella of the actors equity association because and we and i mean whenever i have to put down my job on a form that it like you know it's like kind of important for me not to lie i say i'm an entertainer right mm-hmm. um and we are entertainers like we sell a fantasy we entertain but i did notice that there's like this deprioritization of the sex work aspect of it like I'm kind of wondering, um, because I feel like labor movements should include all as many workers as possible. And if we kind of narrow down strippers to like live entertainment or performance artists, then that kind of excludes a lot of sex workers, right? Then I'm kind of thinking like, how would that say, for example, if you try to unionize a brothel, like they wouldn't fall under, they couldn't join that guild basically of actors. No. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now that strippers are part of this, like, Actors' Equity Association, you know, in California, again, because that's where the only place where they're workers, is this sort of going to, are they going to try to identify more with the live performance artist aspect of it to the detriment of, like, do we just abandon all the other sex workers who whose jobs aren't legal right now? Like, is that kind of, I don't know. I feel like there is, it's not a zero-sum game, but, like, you know, attention, like media attention is a limited resource. Time for activists is a limited resource. So if now we put everything into like make all strippers part of like live entertainment actors guilds, then like do we just throw out like all the other sex workers and abandon them to be on their own kind of thing? Does that, does that, I've been talking. Yeah, about no, I, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I've been listening because like that you kind of like put into words what I've been thinking because like as soon as I saw the words actors equity, I was like, huh? But yeah. So I don't know. I, I want to say this just for, quickly from the Actors' Equity website, because when we had uh, Neptune slash Vix on, they talked oh, about yeah. working at the Lusty Lady. So I just want to read this little excerpt from the website that says Star Garden dancers, sorry, Star Gardens dancers are not the first strippers to seek union recognition. Mm. Recognition. Oh, my God. <laughs> recognition. Recognition. <laughs> <laughs> can strippers, strippers read <laughs> i'm sorry there's no pictures on this website i'm having a really hard time uh, it needs to be in comic sans <laughs> uh strippers at san francisco's lusty lady organized the exotics dancers union in 1996 they were affiliated mm. with the Service Employees International Union. And then Lusty Lady closed in 2013. So they were a part of a service 
employee union, which to me makes more sense. I don't know. I'm sure that the, you know, the strippers who organized this, they probably tried maybe, and they had the most luck with the actors equity union. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it does feel like, I don't know. Do we have more in common with like bottle service girls, right. waitresses, hostesses, people who like mostly work off of tips and interactions with people? You know what I mean? Um, like we're just more customer front facing. But again, I don't know. I, I think all unions have to eventually like join up with other unions just for the sake of resources and organizational yeah. power and all that. So it makes sense that you would kind of have to pick who to ally yourself with like game of thrones style like you have to pick a house <laughs> right you know what I mean? um but i wonder if joining the the service industry workers association like could they have brought it because because now i'm thinking okay like porn stars they could fall under the actors guild too right because they're oh. on the camera they're live performers like right i, I guess the thing and that's that a makes, legal job right i guess the thing that makes yeah. it different for me like the job itself it's like when you are okay Let's say you're an immersive actor in which you do mm. um, talk to customers or guests or attendees or whatever, but you have a defined character and a script and you generally um. don't have physical contact beyond like, I think like sleep no more and stuff like that. In New York, it's like, you might get like moved to one room. I know there are some like haunted houses that I've done. They kind of like touch and mess with you and you like consent to that, whatever. But it's like, we are sexually touching people like it's and we're not yeah. playing a defined character and a defined script so that's what separates me it's like makes it less like fantasy land and like I'm playing a character and more like hey we're providing this service of intimacy where we're playing a version mm -hmm. of ourselves well I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I I think I think the live performance artist for strippers definitely makes sense because I do think we are playing a role like you said it's not a script but like we are a stripper persona like uh, you know like jade is very different from my real person you know it's like a it is a heightened up version of yourself like obviously it's kind of hard to like completely reinvent yourself and we talked about how lying straight up can be a little hard but for me it's more like then then you're excluding all the other sex work that isn't a live performance yeah and i guess it, no you're right this does kind of come into like where does the pro providing intimacy line and the performance, where does it stop, right? Like during a lap dance, it is, I am dancing, I am entertaining you, but you're right, we're, we are sexually touching people. And like, couldn't, then what do you say? Like a full service sex work is a live performance? Like that's super weird and like doesn't ring true at all. Right. It's like, I mean, I, when I do my work, it's like, I'm not myself, but granted right. it's like, okay, but I'm having more, uh, I don't know, more physical touch or whatever. It's like, there's less, there's less barriers in the way. But that, there's like, then that does sound more like the service industry workers. Right. Cause like, yeah, as a, as a waitress or even as like, um, air stewardess, what do they call them? <laughs> An air steward, like, a flight attendant, <laughs> a flight attendant, like, you are extra nice like you there's you know countless sociological books have been written about the emotional labor of just being a server right like you are always happy and like you're kind of nurturing and you know bottles over it goes to the thing they're flirty so it's it's kind of like I don't know I, I I'm I'm curious to see like 
great we have this win strippers are unionized hopefully like more strip clubs become unionized so that you know work conditions are more fair and wage theft is not happening or is not as ubiquitous and like maybe that will also change the industry standard across the states that don't have the labor laws in which strippers can unionize right but then what does that mean like towards the bigger like sex worker movement it's kind of my question yeah i guess when i read this and like reading this now it's like okay it just seems like you want to move away from being labeled as a sex worker which is like obviously i don't mean this it's a little it's a little horophobic which is not like super intentional i don't think and also i was just thinking about it because we're talking when i want to see i'm talking about performing i'm like oh when we like talk to people give lap dances but they i think it's kind of the thing where people just think strippers like dance on the stage and do pole work yeah 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 Oh, it's like a performing artist. But then it's like whenever I tell people, I'm like, you but know, no, we're like salespeople. Right. I'm like, you know, it's only like 5% yeah. of job, right? Like, that's not really yeah, yeah, like yeah. why people go to the club. And like when I call myself an entertainer, I am thinking about this stage, but I'm also thinking of the conversation, right? Like we talk about how an interesting, engaging conversation is a form of entertainment that is worth paying for. But I wouldn't say that's a live performance like I wouldn't call myself a performance artist for having conversations with people that's weird yeah just sex work is sex work and it's work and it's a very specific type like it involves emotional labor involves physical labor I I don't want to put words into the mouths of the women who organize this because like like you said it does seem like they're trying to distance themselves from sex work in order to be categorized into this actor's guild I agree I don't know if that's like intentional, like you said, or it's just kind of the the strategy that they had to use in order right. just to get there. Like I said, very Game of Thrones, like, okay, like you just ally yourself with a house that's more powerful because you kind of have to survive. I don't know. It's it, it kind of when I saw that, I was a little like, oh, like I kind of wish it maybe there's like a sex worker. <laughs> um, yeah, like more uh, inclusive sex worker union movement. And then we get into the whole decrim, right? Because like in order to unionize sex workers, you have to legalize it. That's just the thing. And we know from a lot of people who do this job that you just want decrim. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of benefit goes in with legalization. You have a lot of you have a lot more rights. And I understand. I understand why, you know, if, if when we talk to Vivian, the case, the case study of Nevada in which full service sex work is legalized and it's so much more heavily regulated and people who do it outside of those regulations are much more heavily penalized. I, I'm definitely more pro decrim because I just think it should be considered like, and maybe it has its own, like, uh, I have heard about escort licenses. I've never looked into getting mm. one, but it is a thing in some places where you actually need one to escort. Um, I do not have one. I don't know. I don't know anyone who has one, but it's like, I feel yeah. like something like that. It's like, you have a bit, you have a trade, you make your business or you work for someone else's business and you get the licensing. And then it's like, Hey, like you can like operate in these things and like make your money, but like you run it like a business. Like if you had a massage but business, it's like legalization. Um, yes, I guess it'd be a bit of legalization, but just less Less like the brothel industry. It's like you can only do this job in a very yeah. Very yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, way. I I don't agree with that. I I think it should just be like you said, legalized where you but you can do it on your own. Like you can work. But for it's yourself. Like, like other businesses have certifications and licensing. Right, and they're not like just, controlled in that way. Well, I think it has to do with you know the nature of the biz and the fact that it's mostly women. Like the fact that just because it's 
the fact that you can only operate within certain you know like distance of major cities and only within like a very exploitative like type of business model that sucks i just i don't think legalization has to look like that like you said like it could be legalization where it's like i guess did she say was it like philadelphia or something it was like rhode island or something where like if you if you conduct business in your own place like no one can say shit about that you know like something like like that where it's like why don't we just legalize sex work where like if two consenting adults agree to exchange money for sexual activity that that like why can't we just legalize that right Um, right like that like there is no limits around like legal limits around that it's just a transaction and any like tax stuff it's like on it's like your burden you have the tax burden or whatever we should look into it because i'm pretty sure like other countries where it is legalized it is it is more of like a brothel type stuff right because there's like oh you need to be tested this many times um like this often blah 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 and i do know someone who just really quick who was getting uh, a service in amsterdam like in the red light Mm. district and it was super interesting i don't remember the exact price but they said that they met uh met a provider like outside and they brought her their she brought him inside and basically have two prices. She's like, okay, it'll be like, let's say $50 for a blowjob, but you have to get yourself hard. And it's like 75 if like I that's funny. Get, get you hard or whatever. And so I think he paid it. I don't remember. Maybe he couldn't get hard or I don't know what happened, but it was very, it did seem very much like this is it. And then you just do the blowjob and then you fucking leave and that's it. Like that's like, yeah. And, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the the workers in Amsterdam also have like to abide by certain regulations, right? Yeah. Like, well, so, no, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like the, it seemed like it was very like standardized. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like a like a brothel versus like a independent, like you're your own business type. Escort. Right. Cause it's like it, yeah. it was like some kind of area where they can take people. So it's somewhere maybe right. rent a yeah, room yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's weird. And I guess just I don't know if this is true, but is it only you can only do those types of things confined within the red light district then because is it also kind of like only in this section of town you know right like god forbid people are fucking for money elsewhere like i don't know if you've been to the red light district email us let us know we want to we want to hear about it that'd be interesting Uh, brussels we know you're listening brussels uh, man (laughs) (laughs) you're close by right your homework is to go to the red light district and get a blowjob just take a train it's europe everything's closed europe get a cigarette yeah just uh walk around (laughs) have some wine Okay, we're going to read from The 21 Laws of Being an Exotic Dancer by Darius Allen. So this is for exotic dancers. This is advice Ooh. for the strippers. Oh, Law boy, we two. have a lot to say about these. <laughs> Check your baggage at the door. As you walk into work with your signature bag strapped around your shoulder, passing bouncers and staff, it is important that you treat your entrance as a ceremonious event. It's not just a random casual walk-in. You have schedule. You have a scheduled appointment with the stage and you mean business. The jungle is a mental exercise that is methodical and ritualistic. Before hitting the main floor and getting to that bag, you must first cleanse your mind of any negative energy. I don't see it as like that lofty, but I will say I'm very picky about the type of music that I listen to on my way to work. Yeah, 
I would say this isn't bad advice. I just don't like it coming from a man. That's my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't you like, fucking tell me to relax and like get in like the if zone. One of the, you. One of the million songs that makes me cry comes up on my Spotify. Like Doop. I click next, next, next. I'm not listening to that shit. Yeah. Not Olivia Rodrigo right now. I used to have to drive. I can't do like- that. 30 40 minutes to the sparrow oh, yeah, and i worked and so i would just maybe if i was like finishing a podcast but for the last like 20 30 minutes of the drive i would just play like pump up not like club yeah. music we dance to but like really like sexy like women rapping about getting money and fucking bitches yeah. and like all that stuff <laughs> make money fuck bitches yes. money on my mind okay <laughs> uh and it's time to Examine your baggage. Inside your bag should be only sexy outfits, a few good luck charms to summon the stripper gods, that is capitalized, stripper gods, a mesmerizing fragrance, a money bag, all sorts of toiletries, feminine products, a small a small stripper care package, candy and snacks, pole dance grip, and if need be, enough makeup to do a YouTube tutorial. Basically, your typical bare necessities for the job. That's excessive. I would never bring a full face of makeup. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean, but I've seen some girls. I, I personally like to get ready at home. Like I said, I'm very picky about like the type of content that I consume and like just spending. I don't know. It seems stressful to do your makeup, but I see some girls do their makeup from from bare face to full face. Wait, that'd be really fun to do like what's in our stripper bag. Or maybe I could do what's in my escort bag because I do pack a bag yeah. and I go with me. That'd be kind of fun. I, I do have... I do have like a ritual of putting things into my bag of like extra this, extra that, you know, water, granola bar, five hour energy, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, let us let yeah. us know if you guys would like that. That might be fun. Um, tweet at us, DM <laughs> us <laughs> at, C- at CR Secrets Pod on all platforms. But any extra baggage as in your emotional and financial insecurities, family issues and current relationship drama, especially problems with the baby daddy. should be identified and immediately checked at the door that means whatever drama and stress you're dealing with in the outside world do not dare bring that negative energy into your place of work now exercising this law is easier said than done i i agree it's really hard um when you have shit that's bothering you and you want to cry to go in and be a great salesperson yeah be like a sex goddess and you're like dying on the inside when you're like I just had a fight with my sister and I want to cry. And now I have to go and pretend like I'm this amazing party girl. Yeah. One simple text message can severely dampen your spirits and put you in a miserable mood. I agree with that, dude. One time I was just scrolling on Twitter because it was kind of slow. And I saw like the Uvalde shooting stuff come up on my, like for the first oh time. Oh my God. Yeah. I couldn't fucking work after that. <laughs> so I, I mean, I should probably learn from that and stop checking Twitter, which is never going to happen. Um, but it's true. Um you know, like a very poorly timed text message from like someone can really fuck with your bag. Anyway, but yeah. to be professional <laughs> and I'm not try- dancer- I was trying to think if that's ever happened. I don't think so, but uh, yeah, I feel like I- what fucks with my bag more is when I stop making money and then I'm just starting to think I'm like, oh, my God, am I like the ugliest person alive? Like, why does no one yeah. like me? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's part of it, right? Like, that he thinks we should just compartmentalize so intensely it helps it's but like you said easier than the done yeah um but to be a professional and exotic dancer whose eyes are on the prize is to know that there's a time and place to deal with those issues and the jungle is not the right environment i will say i sometimes i've been like sad because of you know certain news that come to me or whatever and going into work and putting them to the side actually helps because i'm not yeah. on them 
I agree. I feel like I tend to compartmentalize like, yeah. Like I, I feel yeah. like if, if I have like certain shit going on and I'm like, okay, but I'm going to go do work and there's people to talk to I can get into that. Right. But at one time, <laughs> I mean, I told you, I recently got like some bad news about, yeah. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was doing a lap dance and I kept trying not to cry during the lap. Like I was in the 30 minute room. I was in the 30 no. minute room and I just kept looking away being like, this person has no idea the stripper is crying on them. <laughs> but bitch, I kept selling. <laughs> I love how you broke Money the seal. Trees. Of yeah, love. <laughs> I did. I did. And I was just like facing away and then you can see the 30 minute room has a mirror on the ceiling and I was like if that person looks up they will see me crying <laughs> you look up and you just see the one tear you make eye contact with yourself the one honestly coming down okay, this is something that's such a cancer trait of me because I look really pretty when I cry so like if I cry to a point like I will yeah. cry look pretty and then cry more I look like a ghoul but yeah. I was like looking up there and I was like, this is kind of a sleigh because I'm like hot <laughs> and dancing and like crying a little bit. And I was like, this would be a great music video. Yes. I love that. <laughs> kind of like Rosalia. Rosalia has a song where she's like a stripper pretending to be Britney Spears and she's crying like that. I love okay. That. You may think it's cute to talk about your personal problems and spill some of your tea, but it's problematic and volatile. Exposing your private dealings will only complicate things and bring more stress and confusion to issues that need clarity and perspective, especially when you share them with those nosy dancers who can't wait to add their misguided opinions and hasty advice, which is inevitable. So many dancers love to gossip and stir up chaos, adding fuel to any fire that they can find in the jungle. Okay, I don't think nosy dancers are out to get you, but I will say, I don't know, I... I don't think you get this as much as I do, but people trauma dump on me all oh, the time. Yeah. It's kind of wild. It work yeah. And they do it at work. And like, I literally had this woman tell me about like, basically her dad pointed a gun to her face when she was a child. And this is the beginning of the shift. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I don't know or what like, I've been. Yeah. That stripper who was like, basically like my baby daddy beats me. And like, Okay, let's go make that money. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I was to go be like, let me shake my titties at you. <laughs> I definitely, I don't know. I don't think this is true. I've been told by people that I, I usually have like an unapproachable vibe. Like people feel mm. like they, like I, I'm not, I don't seem like cool or that nice. Um, when they like mm. first like see me and like Billy Bob has said this, a few other people like, oh my God, you're like so cool. I'm like, what? I don't know. Sometimes I just, I have like resting, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have this bitch face or resting. Like, I don't care that's, face. That's interesting. Cause I always thought you looked so friendly. Like that's why we became friends, right? Like, yeah, we I thought, new I know. And, I thought you were like... friendly too. I was like, we were both smiley. So I was like, all right, this yeah, bitch is yeah. cool. That, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it was at the strip club. Like, especially when I met you, I was like, so out of my element and like, so like, mm uncomfortable and awkward so I was like go, like but maybe when I'm more comfortable in a setting like I'm I don't know I, have no I idea. will say and we should probably this and uh, this this chapter is kind of long we'll we'll probably finish it some other time um I think when we we both first started we kind of started at the same time and we were like so out of our element like you said we're like looking for guidance and connection and people that we were like open to making friends yeah and now not so much like I don't talk no. to the new girl and when you come yeah. in and someone tries to pretend like you're the new girl, you're like, get, get away. 
get the fuck away. <laughs> I mean, but people I think- still hunt me down to tell me they're bullshit. I know, but it's like, okay, well then the the new girl should find the other new girls, right? Because like they yeah, have a similar ma'am. thing. It's like it's not really like our job as like seasoned like dancers or sex workers to like mentor every new person. It's like. The only yeah. way you would learn the job and how to do it is just doing it. Like you just have to fucking yeah. put yourself out there and do it. There's no guide. There's no training. So it's yeah. probably good for like baby dancers to like have each other. Cause I remember like you and I would just like, we were like home base. It was like and you and I, like we weren't working like separately. We're like, okay, we're going to go like sit in this one area and like talk shit well, or like, that's whatever. the other part that I was going to say. Like when I, I love my stripper friends. Like, yeah, they're my bestest friends if ever. And if I didn't have that, I would have quit. Like, I if I didn't yeah, make friends yeah. at the club, like, I would have not have lasted. So I don't know. It's like Darius is a man, so whatever. He knows strippers, like, but I will say the first time I cried at the strip club, it was one of those slow nights, and I was talking to one of my stripper friends, and then I got to talking, and then I started crying. Like, it yeah. was well, it was like a slow night. If anyone wants to go back to like episode 29 or some shit, it was like these Canadian guys were super rude to me. It was just like, but, but, but. And then the the thing that finally broke this deal was talking about outside shit. And then I yeah. had to go home. So, yeah. but it's like, okay, maybe it fucks with your bag. But like, I don't know. Those are your friends. Maybe we should find time to hang out outside um, of the club. I so think, I don't start okay. crying. <laughs> I think short term, yes, sure can affect your bag. But long term, if you're happier in mm. the job and feel more supportive, you're gonna go make more money. Candy, you're so wise. I like that. Thank you. Because like texting texting some of my friends, like, oh, are you working tonight? You know, on like a Tuesday is gonna make me more likely to want to go into work than yeah. if I'm like, it's raining, it's Tuesday, and my friends aren't gonna be there. <laughs> I was fucking miserable when I've worked shifts like without you and there's no work to be done. Like there's just like not people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like sitting there and if I have no one else that I'm cool with, I'm like, I want to die. I'm going to like go that on stage and break my night. leg so I can go home. That was me last night. It was like no people. My one friend uh, got a VAP. So she was in the hour and I was just like, oh I can't God. look at Twitter anymore. My brain you're, is <laughs> You're crying. You're like, good job, bestie. <laughs> My one neuron is just dancing in my brain. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I think about, I did this TikTok once where I don't know what it was. It was like, it was like a point of view thing when a customer's talking shit about his wife, not giving him blowjobs. And it was like that Peter Griffin sound. It's like, (laughs) 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 yeah. yeah 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 that's that's the one the one neuron zero serotonin no dopamine left just like i can't i can't refresh this timeline anymore anyway we'll we'll finish this we'll finish this chapter some other day we'll fast forward i mean we got the gist right like we we got the gist of the chapter no i i think i think we should there's more okay 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 we'll go back we'll revisit it and yeah because right now we haven't even talked about like I have seen some girls dump their shit on customers and I'm like is this really I had one customer who was like this girl just talked to me about her ex-boyfriend shit which is like just not a, I don't think there's anything like morally wrong with that it's just like girl that's not a good sales Dude, tactic it's not cute that's why you need a stripper bestie <laughs> have your 10 minute break yeah. and go talk to her yeah, yeah, about yeah. it yeah yeah, and yeah yeah you guys Jade is taken Jade cannot take on any more stripper besties <laughs> no 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 <laughs> We, but email us at seriousecretspot at gmail.com <laughs> if you have something to say we'll have we will listen <laughs> we <laughs> i'm will. gonna start charging 
Well, here's um, the thing. It's like, well, it's a different context. We're in a different role yeah. as these podcast hosts. So yeah, we generally like, like, um, it would be great to get, we have gotten like a few questions and stuff, but email us at crcgospod at gmail.com. Follow us at crcgospod on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, the other one, um, Reddit, the other one, <laughs> all of them. And share the podcast, you guys rate, review and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. This is how this is how you help us out. We're giving we you love free ya. entertainment. We, we love you. We miss you. Brussels, we asked you a question. You better fucking answer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Next time on the Champagne Room Secrets Podcast. We're talking donkey We're talking- shows. <laughs> oh, for a little bit. Uh, for a little bit. We also talk about... Fighting with your stripper friends. Oh, visiting yeah. Stripper Vegas etiquette. Strip clubs. Yeah. Yes. Stripper etiquette. The the mecca of strip clubs. We talk Vegas. Which is Las Vegas. I, I went to Las Vegas and I have some opinions about the the hustling mentality that I experienced personally. And then we talk about landing strips and soul patches. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, babies. Listen to find out.